We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. It is the Tuesday, September 26th edition of the program. Uh, We've got a lot planned for you, a.k.a. I don't exactly know while I'm talking what's going to be on the program because it is 6.52 a.m. Monday morning as I'm recording this. (laughs) I was just on Channel 12 talking some Taylor Swift, talking some Packers. Tim Shea of Channel 58, he joins us for a few moments. You know what I you know what I didn't like realize? Yeah. Because I've had people message me already in the three minutes that I've been on. I use different backgrounds for my show. Mm-hmm. I've been using my real basement for a while with things on my wall. Mm-hmm. I threw up the zoom background because I wanted to I wanted to go without hat and I wanted a lighter background. So I went with my old living room background and people are texting me like you got a grand piano in your house. So now Milwaukee, Milwaukee TV watchers are going to be like, they brought this podcaster on and he's got a, he's got a piano in his house. <laughs> Always I, was, the illusion. I was thinking when I was watching you, I was like, uh, people are going to actually think that's his house. So yeah. <laughs> well, and you got to Again, you got to notice the lights. It's a lot. You know, people always think there, there's windows in this background and it's, you know, that, that you've seen many times on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream mm-hmm. who I need to, I need to get in touch with. I have like a hundred of his koozies still. I don't know if he wants me to pass them out. I have one. Well, I got, I got them all. If anybody wants a Dan Shaney uh, koozie, email me and get you one. What's up, Tim Packers. Big win. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't uh, uh, join you, you know. I was out and about, so yeah, like you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't get my, you know, reaction right away. I would have, I probably would have made no sense, like normally. So, well, did you? So I, you know, I think uh, people have been clowning on me because I was talking shit about Lafleur all game, and then his team come back and, and wins. But people trying, people trying to tell me that they were confident in that one. I mean, okay. I, I really thought, I really thought seventeen nothing when they kicked the field goal. I thought they're not, they're not, this isn't. I was trying to plan out. I was, I was trying to think, okay, how can we get to three and two? Mm. Now it's, we can be four and one. And I do also want to say, you know, as I'm in this great defense for my actions, if you're ever watching a game and you don't think like your team's going to come back and win, it doesn't make you not a fan. They they didn't show anything to make me believe that they were going to win. Nothing. 
and the Saints inexplicably got bad, even though Winston was fine. I don't again, I gotta go rewatch that one. I don't know what happened with them. And when they Winston wasn't fine. I mean, he was yeah, he was below average. He had 100 yards. He, had, he was like 11 for 12. Yeah, but how much of the, the what, maybe 50% came of that on the last drive? I felt like they kind of stopped running the football. They did. Yeah, that was a mistake. Well, and then, you know, everybody that loves Matt LaFleur, Josh McDaniels, the Sunday night with the dumbest decision ever, kicks a field goal down eight. And then uh, I was reminded online that Matt LaFleur once did that so uh, high profile that Aaron Rodgers got made fun of it on Jeopardy. You know what? It's a shame, Tim. Tim, I and a Packers win. I ended up blocking like 40 people. 40? Yeah. You know it's an automatic block? What? I take a lot. I let a lot of things bounce off the chest. Mm-hmm. But people were, people were, people were mounted against me on Sunday. Calling me Skip Bayless. It's a lame insult. <laughs> You can't, you can't just because someone has an opinion that you don't like, it doesn't mean they're Skip Bayless. Uh, welcome to the football season. Come on. Yeah, it is football. You can, you can tell when it's football. More people, more people get, are dancing around the pond. When it's and, and you get a little feisty, too, during the football season. So I, I'm just saying. Oh, I, I did some research. I officially am going to not buy a blue check mark. Okay, with that money... I'm going to the game, the Packer game on Thursday. Either a, you can buy me a drink with that blue check mark money, or maybe I'm we not. Can... I'm not buying it. I know. So with that money, though, oh, the eight bucks I'm saving. Yeah. Oh, it's only eight. I thought it was more. Never mind. You're going to the game. Are you going off Friday? Yes. Yes. So what jersey should I buy when I go spend money at this team store? Who should I buy? All right. Now here is a great critical question. Because it's not like you're 125 pounds, is what I'm saying. <laughs> you. So don't buy a jersey. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. But I think, I think, you need to, I think you need to buy a lineman's jersey. Extra. Oh. Okay. I thought you were just gonna say like an extra large sweatshirt. No, I think you can. You can. I think anyone can wear the quarterback's jersey. So you could mm-hmm. get love. Don't get like Watson. <laughs> no, you, you can't be walking around in a Watson jersey. And I, I feel like I fall on the same. Okay. I get, so you, anybody can get the quarterback jersey. But then if you're like a little, you know. So you're thinking like David Bakhtiari. Oh, or, yeah. You can get a Bakhtiari jersey. They might confuse you and actually put you in the game. Or or if, I, if we want to go retro, Reggie White. Reggie's a good one. Um, I would like you. Cameron wore this on our stream the other day. I'd like you in double sixes. I saw that. I'd like you wearing Ray Nitschke. Are there okay. any famous Packers that had the last name today? Here's an, here's another question. Are people allowed? Well, I guess you're allowed to do anything. But should you wear an Aaron Rodgers jersey right now? Um, a lot of people wore... A lot of people wore um, like if I want to if if I want to wear my jersey if I want to wear a jersey the, I only have two I have two jerseys only and they're both Rogers home and away. You can wear Rogers jersey still. Okay. 
Uh, wearing a Rogers Jets jersey, I would say, is n- a no-no. <laughs> Should I be one of those people that put duct tape over it and put like love? Nah. <laughs> wearing wearing a Favre. I would even say I say you can wear any Rogers. You can wear any. You can wear any Rogers Packers. Any Favre Packers. You can wear you can wear Favre Jets. You can't wear Favre Vikings, and you can't wear Rogers Jets. Oh, you can wear Favre Falcons, Falcons. You can wear Rogers Cal. You can wear Favre Southern Miss. You can wear Love Utah State. I think you okay. Can All right. Well, I'll let you know what I do. But with that eight dollars, you can send me a beer. I don't think that covers it. No, it won't. I still need three more dollars. Did you go to the Badger game? Oh, they, yeah, were... They, they were at Purdue. I watched it. Oh, yeah, it was Friday night. Friday night, good win. Are we back um, in on the Badgers? Kind of. Washington State's undefeated. I know. They're good. They're Washington State's not a bad team. And I'm gonna tell you this. Call me crazy. But if the Badgers can get, you know, three more three wins here and get to that Ohio State game at what, six and one? Just saying. They have a chance. Ohio State is not the Ohio State of years past. So I'm just saying. Can I think college football They playoff? could beat Ohio State. Can we think college football playoff? I'm only interested. I don't care about Big Ten titles. I only want college football playoff. If they win out, yeah. Because then they would probably beat Michigan. They have to win out. If they win out, they're in. Michigan is going to beat Ohio State by possibly more than uh, Oregon beat Colorado. Can Wisconsin hang with Michigan State? Sorry, Michigan, Michigan State. Oh no, we'll get. We'll Sorry. Get, we'll get, we'll get okay. Okay. Can Can Wisconsin beat Ohio State? Um, I don't know. I think they can. We'll see. How about Let's Graham see. Mertz has turned Florida around too? Oh, gonna give me that. Stop. Fish bash. It's their defense. Have you watched the games? Florida. Yeah. I saw that catch. Can we talk Brewers for a minute or two? Yeah, so they did not clinch. Everybody thought they were going to clinch over the weekend. They had a million runs on Friday. And uh, Rowdy Telez was able to become the uh, 11th Brewer or whatever to pitch his way into the playoffs. And first position player ever. Then they did not win on – I didn't. I haven't seen a pitch since Friday. They haven't pretty much scored. I mean, they. I guess Santana hit a home run Saturday to tie the game at four to four, but then lose on a wild pitch. And then Sunday, I didn't watch Sunday, but I knew it was a six to one. I don't even know the final score on Sunday. The Cubs swept the Rockies, so here we are, six games so to go. Night. You know what? I think this is kind of better. Do it at home. Well, they got something to play for still, and they're going. They're, there's no. There's no way. They lose every game, and the Cubs win every game. No, right? Is there? They will win the, is, no, uh, the North. Are they we sure? You can call it the North. Let's give them something to play for. I will be at the game Tuesday. Wow, you are everywhere. You got to work Wednesday? Yep. Oh, okay. That's fine. Take mm-hmm. a nap. You're you're at work right now as we're talking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm monitoring. Oh, my, oh. I'm. I can do monitor. Don't you have to listen to the scanner? I'm a multitasker. What if something happened? I I got it right in front of me. Panel twelve is showing me a traffic problem. Are you not on that? Oh, please! It's it's cleared. They're a little late. It's cleared. 
You guys don't have a chopper, do you? Uh, no, we have a drone. We have a nice little drone here. It's pretty nice. Why do police stations still have choppers in the drone era? I don't know. Maybe that guy's got like tenure. Six doesn't have a chopper. I can tell you that. No, you work there. <laughs> made you laugh. There we go. Oh, no. You, you made yourself I laugh. I the doctor on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. Well, I anyway. did it, I thought. No. Oh, shit. Um, so the, the Brewers should wrap everything up on Tuesday, as long as Wainwright's not going. Do we have pitching matchups? I saw the Brewers that there's out, and Corbin's going to be on, like, Four days rest for the playoffs, maybe. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. A, you know, I think you, you stack your guys. Well, we set it up for what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We got to discuss playoffs too. What about maybe, maybe we go to a game, a wild card game? Uh, yeah. Again, I just want to be able to do a post game show. I know. Well, um, okay. Tuesday's pitching matchup. Sorry, my phone's a little slow in here. No, that's all right. It's just a newsroom. No, Wade, no Wade Miley and Zach Thompson. Okay. So, uh, Corbin Burns, Mike Miles Michaelis. What are you Wednesday. looking at? I'm looking at Brewers.com, and I have Adrian Hauser, Zach Thompson. I have Brandon Woodruff and Dakota Hudson. I have Corbin Thursday. Burns and Dakota Hudson. Wow. What are you looking at? I'm on Brewers. ESPN. Oh, the matchups. No, no, no. Got to look at Brewers. Brewers.com. Adam McKelvey, I think, puts those in himself. Okay. All right. People don't know that. People don't know. People don't know he does that. What was the big story today? Uh, nothing yet. Hmm. It's kind of a slow news day so far this morning. Yeah, we need those. Well, and there's some strike going on. You got, you got yeah, up. you got okay. You got the the UAW strike. Um, oh, the big story this morning is the tentative deal reached by the writers union. The writer strike is over. Good. I'm, I need my Marvel shows back. Uh, we need our um, SVU. SVU, we need. Yep. I still haven't finished last season. Tim, should I do Loki post game no. shows for Loki? No. Hmm. Um. What else happened? All big. Another big story. Packers. Packers are Packers run this city. I mean, I just did five minutes on Channel Twelve because I'm a podcaster. Of course, they run this city. Boy, you're all over the place. You want to give your CBS schedule this week? Uh, Monday at a show. Friday I'm on again. You can also hear my voice a couple of times this week at Sherwood High School. Doing PA for soccer. I'm gonna miss the first quarter of the Packer game. Hopefully, okay. All right, all right. So, oh yeah, hopefully I'll join you Thursday after the Packer game. Oh, live, live from Lambo. I like this. Hey, on Mondays I'll just pop off Channel 12 and talk to you a little bit. Okay, I can give you the top stories of the day. Yeah, and then this will air 24 hours after you gave them to me. <laughs> Remember, these were top stories on Monday, everybody. Monday. This is Monday. There's a whole day yet of fun to come that I will eventually put on the show. All right, pal. 
Early prediction. Packers beat the Lions. You can't predict anything with this team. Lions are two-point I know. Favorite. You can't. Well, yeah, what's the line? What's the early line? Lions are two-point favorite. Okay. Might have to go down to Pato. Okay. I, 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 you know, everyone thinks I'm a Packer hater, so if I, if I predict the Lions, I don't want... I said going into the bye, the Packers would be three and two. So, I think the Lions win twenty three twenty one. Two points push. I'm gonna I'm gonna go after you on Twitter now. <laughs> yes, I just talked to Wings. Thanks. He thinks the Lions are gonna win. Fuck that guy. No Badger game this weekend too. So they're already at their bye. They pretend to care about them after they lose. Well, I think they're ba- I think they're back in it. I really do. I think they they have a chance. The offense is playing a little better, you know, each week, and they just got to, for some odd reason, they got to figure out the defense, which is, again, odd to say. So, Tim, uh, make sure you all tell us what jersey you get. I will. I'll talk to you. Goodbye, everyone. Go Brewers. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want them gummy squares. I want them gummy squares. I want some sleepy sleepy with no more anxiety. I need them gummy squares. I need them gummy squares. I need my wife to find her happy place really soon. We have Delta 8, CBD, and new Delta 9s. Go to happyplacehemp.com. My theory is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are not dating, is my theory. Taylor Swift has been rumored with different guys throughout her career, throughout her life. As any, you know, person is, you explore different relationships, you, you know, get pretty serious with some, they don't work out, maybe, you know, you have a fling here, a fling there, there's, there's no judgment, but every time that Taylor Swift has been involved with a guy, I feel, it's been very secretive, it's been like, oh, there's a paparazzi that might have got a picture with her and this guy, or is, is this song about, you know, there's the, she went to the Chiefs game, sat in a booth next to Donna Kelsey. That seems almost like, that seems too choreographed to me. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. 
Bart. Hey, Tony from Texas here. Uh, got a couple of things I want to bring up. First of all, Matt LaFleur. So you and Hot Take Jake both want Matt LaFleur gone, yet the man's got a 49 and 20 record. 49 and 20, the last, uh, four years plus, and you want to get rid of him. Doesn't make much sense to me, Bart, unless they completely fail this year. You're not firing Matt LaFleur. All right, let's go to this last game. Huge win for the Packers. I got to bring up a couple of things from the game, though. One, whatever happened to that rule where you had to basically uh, slowly but surely bring the quarterback down without hurting him? Remember Clay Matthews with that mystery penalty? I think it was against the Vikings way back when, and they called the penalty, and we couldn't believe it. I swear, Rashawn Gary did the same thing and even harder against Derek Carr. So no idea where that that rule went, but I found that interesting. Next, the back shoulder fades. I know it worked at the end, but we got to get more uh, more diverse with our routes. How about that? Third, Luke Musgrave. We finally got a guy that can get open up the middle. Jordan Love's got to hit him, but Luke Musgrave looks like a stud. Huge Packer win. Don't know why people are giving up on them in the middle of the game. The Saints are not a good team. And lastly, Bart, in the NFC, who is clearly better than the Packers right now? Clearly better than them. It's not your Dallas Cowboys. They fell back to earth. I've been watching Cowboy football closely for 30 years, and ever since 1996, they do this every year. So the Cowboys will be the Cowboys. They're going to fall back to earth. They're going to choke in the big time. So you got the Eagles. You got the 49ers. I'll give you that. But there's no other team you can clearly say is better than the Green Bay Packers. Now, this Thursday, we will find out. Hopefully, everyone is, is playing. All hands are on deck. But I'm going to say it right now. It's it, Call me crazy. The winner of this game is winning the North. Lions-Packers, Thursday night, never been more important. Can't wait. Talk to you soon, Bart. Thanks for Tony in Texas for the voicemail. Thank you, sir. Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-BART. 402-915-BART-2278. You can call and leave a voicemail. The fun part about that is the voicemail goes directly to my phone. So my phone rings when you leave a voicemail. So uh, some, sometimes it's not a big deal. Sometimes it's very annoying. But because it's like a Google voice number. So I don't have to pay for it. I could get a whole separate. I could get a, I could get a whole separate line. I could, I could have the phone number be 414-799-1250 and then have that ingrained for 15 years and then change it to 677-1250 and then uh, if, uh, to destroy the station three weeks later. I could do that. I could do that, but that's already been done before. Carl's Place, golf simulators, okay? You need to put one in your house and you need to do it right now. You need to go to carlovet.com backslash Bart right now. And I know that you say, Bart, my house isn't big enough for one of these. And you may be surprised. They can get it into some nice spaces. Also, uh, may I suggest buying a new house? Buy a new house. I know realtors. We got realtors that listen to the pod. We can get you a home. So we'll get you a home. You put your golf simulator in there. And then for... For your housewarming, you have a bunch of Omaha steaks and a bunch of gummies. And you're going to buy a house with all the money you want on Splash Sports. 
and the website will be beautifully done by the guys from Sun Ann Interactive, the, the realtors, and you'll get it all insured with Dan Shaney Insurance, and you'll be dressed to the nines in your four golf apparel merchandise, and you will be in a nice neighborhood where everyone drives safe because they've been listening to the Wisconsin Bike Fed. Okay? Is it that much to ask? Is it that much to ask? I don't think so, personally. It's not that I want Lafleur gone. I think the point that I was trying to make during the game, and I said some negative things during the game. We're at, everybody's, everybody's trying to pretend like, oh, we knew at 17 nothing we would come back and win. There were maybe seven people that thought that. Lafleur didn't. Lafleur said he blacked out. He barely even remembers. You think he thought he was coming back at 17 nothing? No, they're going to keep trying and you know play. But man, you put him on a lie detector test, he probably thinks he's going to lose. But maybe we're seven super optimistic fans. But everyone's trying to take uh, victory laps. All right, enough about that. I just don't know that he's. I, I just see a lot of. Maybe he wins a Super Bowl. Whatever. I see things that Matt Lafleur does that I have complaints about or concerns about, and they're the same complaints and concerns I had five years ago. So I, I don't. I sometimes I do think the moment's too big for him. So I, I don't know what kind of motivator he is. Although you look in that locker room, that video, if you saw it, Rashawn Gary. Super pumped. Uh, Jordan Love. This team loves Jordan Love, dude. This team loves Jordan Love. And again, if you want to take a highlight reel and nitpick and, you know, there's some bad throws. I see uh, some people just some people just think that he's, this is it. This is the best he's going to be, which I don't know if that's true. And we don't even know what that is yet. We're, we're still in this mystery of what is this? Who is this? He's, he's clearly skilled. He's clearly capable. He makes some throws that look very Aaron Rodgers-esque. He does seem to miss on accuracy, excuse me, a little bit. Uh, So there are some things that he can improve. But they were down 17-0, and he brought them back. And I think right now that tells me more than anything else that I saw with this Packer team so far. Are they the best in the NFC? Uh, The Eagles. All right, so the Eagles keep rolling. Um, But, yeah, NFC is kind of wide open. Thursday is going to be a big one. Thursday's going to be a big game. Now, will the Packers be healthy? That is a, a concern. That is a question. I think a lot of us, when we saw Jones and Bakhtiari and Watson out, we thought, all right, well, they'll play on Thursday. Well, there was no practice Monday, so injury reports are an estimation, but they would have estimated that Aaron Jones and Rashawn Gary would be limited. And I don't know, Tony, the answer to your question. Uh, I think they were really trying to call it very hard that so many years ago. Was it 2018? Maybe earlier than that. It was a tie game. Vikings, you're right. And maybe that's just not a rule of emphasis. But Gary was limited. Aaron Jones was limited. Not participating, again, hypothetically, Carrington Valentine, Zach Tom, Christian Watson, Elton Jenkins, Devondre Campbell, David Bakhtiari, but they say vet rest and knee. So putting eggs in two baskets. Jair with a back and Zane Anderson safety. So those were all on the non-participation list. But again, that was an estimation. Very quick week, very quick turnaround. Thursday night they will play 
we will have the uh, post-game show for you. The Packers have won two games. And what we're going to do at the end of the season is every win counts as another percent. And this is this is a long, this is a long con. It's a long play. But uh, if they win 10 games, you're going to get a bonus 10% off at Happy Place Hemp. So get your order in here. I would I would think a lot of you on the schedule maybe you get an, you get one order here, you get another order before Thanksgiving Christmas, and then you can get the big promo order that we're gonna have uh, after the season, depending on how fast you go through the gummies or how much you use them. If you're a half gummy type of guy or a full gummy type of guy, uh, some nights I do the I do two of the purples. I don't know if that I don't know if I only need one and then I. I've taken the two and it doesn't matter, but I, I like to double up on the perps. Okay. Uh, for the, for the CBD CBNs. I just like to be asleep, but man, I'm telling you, I, I just, I can't sleep. I, and I don't, I, now I, I don't, I hate, I just, it's hard. Why? It's because, it's because I have a, I have a lot. I'm constantly thinking about this show. That's why I'm constantly thinking about you. That is why I'm constantly thinking about you and how to best do this show is what I'm constantly thinking about. It's all that's ever on my mind is the Bart Winkler show. The Bart Winkler show. Yeah. So the rest of the episode, I got another voicemail to play. I got some other stuff to do, but I did host for Maggie and Perloff on Monday. And I thought I'm talking to two great people. And I don't know how many people tuned in. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports covers the NFL. I like talking to this dude a lot. I wish I would have talked to him back on the old radio show. I've had him on Gell before and uh, Writer Than You. And I don't know. I just like talking football with this guy. So we're going to kind of take a national look at things. I do ask about the Packers. He does like Jordan Love. Uh, We'll talk some Rodgers and Cowboys and, um, you know, more of the Kelsey swift stuff um so jeff kerr's coming up we'll have that then we'll talk some college football but this it's about 10 minutes and not so much attack on this is this is this is part of the show this is this is good content it's all good content it's all good content i just i i was planning i didn't like book a guy today or whatever i was planning on doing a live for the brewers when they clinched duh they didn't play so we will do a live on tuesday night if they clinch we'll do a live if they don't clinch, we're still going to do a live Tuesday, whether the Cubs, Brewers, whatever happens. But that's it. I'm not chasing all week to be there when they clinch. Wednesday, we got. I got. I got to. I got to like. We got. We got to finish murders. Only murders in the building. We got to start morning show. I got TV night with my wife. Thursday's Packer game, so I'm not. I'm not chasing this team all week to clinch. Is uh, not something I'm doing. If if Shay wants to do a live show, he's more than happy. And welcome to uh, do that. So Jeff Kerr and I talk some NFL here on the Bart Winkler show. Ish. Jeff, do you think uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating? I don't really think they are. You know what's funny, Bart? I was just about to open with, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. So (laughs) (laughs) I got, I had to get my Taylor Swift joke in there. Um, I I think they're, they're talking. Uh, I'll say that. I, you know, just from people I've talked to in the, in the circle, if you will, uh, keep in mind. Yeah, what are your uh, what are your sources saying about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, Jeff? 
Oh, well, I, I just know that they're talking. I'll just say that. I'll, I'll leave Jason Kelsey to actually announce that what they're doing or Travis too. But I, I know like that that's been kind of a thing for at least a month. I'll say that. Well, it's very interesting. And certainly uh, the NFL, the NFL doesn't need help becoming more mainstream, uh, but that certainly got it being discussed in places. It is not normally discussed. Meanwhile, there was a lot that happened in week three that is definitely worth discussing. Um, I, I don't know where to start. Let me just flip the wheel. Uh, how about the Cowboys? What happened there? Uh, I still think they're good. The Cardinals, are they good? They have that one bad half against the Giants, but maybe there's something there. Cowboys seem to do this to us all the time where you start to believe and believe, and then they go into what we all thought was the worst team in the league's house and lose, and lose badly, Jeff. So, Bar, I was laughing about this today because I was curious to hear, of all the NFL news, where the Cowboys would fall with the Dolphins scoring 70 Travis and Taylor, all that stuff. And I'm like, you know, the Cowboys probably have about the fourth or fifth biggest headline today. And nope, they're number one. It's no matter what the Cowboys do, win or lose. And I'm honestly not surprised they lost a game like that just because they, I think Michael Parsons is right. They do play down to their competition. And that just seems to be something the franchise has done over the last, you know, 20, 25 years. And to me, I still think they're, they're good. I, I think they are beatable though. I was, Curious to see what was going to happen when they would go down early in the game. I didn't think it was going to be against Jonathan Gannon and the Arizona Cardinals, and they wouldn't be able to stop Josh Dobbs. And But is Trayvon Diggs' loss that significant for them? Like, do they not have depth back there? I know it's, it's very hard to replace an all-pro and a really good corner, but they just looked off on offense and on defense. And when they tried to get back into the game, their red zone offense just wasn't good either. I think they ended I think they were two of five in, in the red zone on uh, Sunday, but I, I think it's just a blip in the road. But you got San Fran and Philadelphia right above you in in the pecking or in the NFC. You've got to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, uh, I think that is fair. I think you do have to do that. They did not. That was a shocking, I guess, result. You also had Baltimore lose. You had Jacksonville lose. So there were, I mean, there were some upsets. I think Baltimore. I mean, they're still they're still trying to figure things out on offense. I am surprised that Jacksonville's one and two. I mean, I thought this was, I thought this was their division. Uh, now it could still very well be. We are early, but the Colts being two and one, the Texans seem to be rallying around Stroud. Uh, should Jacksonville be worried? Yes. And no, I, I still don't think the division's that good, but Shane Steichen has been making lemons uh, or making lemonade out of lemons with what he got in Indianapolis. I mean, why even bring down, Jonathan Taylor back when you got Zach Moss running for a hundred yards or being as efficient yeah. as he is. And all of a sudden the offensive line is their offensive line again. And now all of a sudden the, the defense is good. And all of a sudden the Colts look like the Colts from a couple of years ago when they had Phil Rivers. So I, I think a lot of that has to do with Shane Steichen and the culture that's coming in there. And that's nothing against Frank Reich either. I mean, I just think everything became a mess after the Carson Wentz fiasco, but I mean, Houston's still a young team. I, I think that they've always been a thorn in Jacksonville's side, it, you know, where Jacksonville's good or bad. But the way Jacksonville has played the last two weeks, I, I really the whole season, it's just nothing has, has come together for them. Calvin Ridley's been kind of a disappointment. I think Trevor Lawrence is just a notoriously slow starter, and their defense just doesn't seem to make the plays they need to make. And the, their defense has been fine the first couple of weeks. It's just they're not getting that that crucial uh, takeaway they need. So maybe it's, uh, yeah, 
just from covering Doug Pearson in Philadelphia, I know the Eagles outside of 2017, they 2016 even they they had a they had a quick start, but the last couple of years they always were a slow starting team, and I, I think Doug Pearson knows the grind of a 17 game season. I think Jacksonville ends up winning that division, but you've got to look at it, Bart, as they weren't just supposed to win the AFC South. They were supposed to compete for the AFC, and it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Talking with Jeff Kerr, we're talking NFL. There's so much to cram in here because there are a lot of interesting storylines. I think, you know, to go back to that Chiefs game, uh, I feel bad for the Bears. I feel bad for the Bears because they were they, – they're a laughing stock right now. And there's a lot of stuff happening in that organization. But in the last calendar year – Bears fans have gone through Aaron Rodgers saying, I own you, and Bears fans had no – they couldn't respond. They, it's true. And then they have this whole offseason hyping up Justin Fields, and then they're the team that you know gets beat in the Taylor Swift game. And Justin Fields, I thought, like, I thought he was QB1 coming out of that draft. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought he had it. And last year there was a game against the Dolphins where he ran all over the place, and Bears fans are finally happy they got their quarterback of the future – now, you know, I know it's like for the internet and stuff, but there's people doing TikToks, burning his jersey, and it's like, I feel like Justin Fields, this is what I feel like with Draymond Green. Draymond Green could have gone to a bunch of different organizations and had a variance of careers. And some might have been bad, some might have been decent. He went to the best possible place for him to shine as a pro in Golden State. Justin Fields, same thing. He went to the worst possible place for him to shine as a pro. And I think the bears have ruined him more than he's ruined the bears. Oh, I agree. Uh, so to me, and I've defended Justin Fields a lot too. Now I can, me blame too. Justin Fields. yeah. And I can blame Justin Fields for a couple of things he's done. Like I don't think you go and blame the coaches and then you go after words and blame the media for stuff you've said. So this week looks to be a, a disaster anyway, but when Luke gets, he's calling pretty much the same play um, two weeks ago, against, last week, I guess against Tampa Bay, and it ended up in a pick six. I'm like, that's on him. Like, they're not trusting Justin Fields to throw the ball downfield. And I don't think that's a Fields thing. I think that's their offense and their bad offensive line. And the fact that they traded the second round pick for Chase Claypool just continues to blow my mind because he stinks. Um, you know, it's they added DJ Moore, and I think they thought they were going to do like what the Eagles did with AJ Brown. And Justin Fields was going to elevate his game like Jalen Hurts, but. They never really developed him as a passer. They didn't have a Shane Steichen to do that. So I'm blaming the Bears. It's The Bears have never had a 30-touchdown a pass. I'm sorry, what was it? They never had a 4,000-yard passer in their franchise history. Uh, they never had a, a, a quarterback throw for 30 touchdowns. This Eric Kramer is their single-season leader in pass touchdowns. It is completely the Bears. They've ignored that position for years. They finally get a talented guy. Like Justin Fields, he's basically a modern-day Bobby Douglas for them. It's embarrassing. They also, the Bears, uh, had to play the Packers week one, and that Packer team is so in the Bears' head. Every time they hire a coach, they say, we're going to beat the Packers already. If I was the Bears' owner, I'd fire any coach that said that. Don't think about the Packers. Think about yourself. Stop obsessing over them. Packers were down 17-0 in the fourth quarter, and Jordan Love in that game, look, Jordan Love overthrew some passes. Jordan Love underthrew some passes. Some of the receivers right off their hands. But when a quarterback comes back from 17 down and and scores 18 in that fourth quarter, I don't know what the ceiling is on Love, but I do think the Packers have something in him. Oh, I do too. And I defended Love last week because I thought he played tremendous against the Falcons. And all of a sudden, 
the last four possessions, I think that the Packers got a total of maybe 18 yards or something like that. I think they ran like 12 plays for 18 yards. And that's how they lost to the Falcons. You know, they just went three and out. I'm like, I'm, I'm curious to see how Jordan Love, a young quarterback, responds to this because he was missing some throws there, and boy, did he ball out. It, it seemed like once Derek Carr got hurt, that game just completely changed. And Jameis Winston did, didn't do anything to lose the game. He just didn't do anything to win the game either, and that's the problem. And, you know, Jordan Love just went into like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to be this all-pro quarterback. I'm going to challenge my inner Brett Favre, my inner Aaron Rodgers, and all of a sudden he didn't jade him read on big on big time throws and I'm telling you, I really like Jordan Love. I don't know what the Packers do to groom quarterbacks anymore. I guess they just wait till their fourth year till they're ready to go. But it's I mean it seems like Green Bay had that streak where they haven't had a Pro Bowl quarterback. They have quarterback make the Pro Bowl every year since 1991 because of Favre and Rodgers. It feels like that that streak's going to continue. Okay, uh, Jeff Kerr joining us, Rodgers. Um, I was surprised the Jets kept Zach Wilson around. I was surprised they didn't do something else. But if you look long-term, you think, okay, Rodgers will rub off on Zach Wilson. This, to me, looks like when the Packers lost Rodgers a few years ago and Mike McCarthy said, look, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley. I got two years invested in Joe Callahan. And now Robert Sala's up there saying, yes, we believe in Zach Wilson. And then immediately, you know, he goes back into his office, puts his head down, and, like, cries. I don't know what the Jets are supposed to do. Everyone's floating around Kirk Cousins. I think it's a little late for that. I think that this is just a lost year for the Jets unless there's some sort of, like, you watch that first game Monday night and you think, oh, the Jets' defense is going to propel them to 10 wins and Rodgers will come back in the playoffs. And then you realize, oh, no, this team's pretty bad, Jeff. Oh, it's bad. And that team needed Aaron Rodgers to be healthy the entire season. not Or if Aaron Rodgers had to miss time it had to be like a game or two not the whole season not four plays in and look uh, I, I reached out to Matt Ryan yesterday he works with us here at CBS and Matt Ryan said yeah my agent reached out to him but I'm not interested you know it's he said he likes what he's doing here so okay you know Chad Henney uh you know he he coaches at school 15 minutes away from me you reach out to Chad Henney oh you know the, the Jets call you. I'm not interested there's I'm retired I'm I, you know I moved on I won a Super Bowl it's it's, you know, there's just no options. It's like Carson Wentz is desperate to get a job, but no one wants to touch him. And the Kirk Cousins thing, well, yeah, it's nice in theory, but how are you going to afford him? You're already paying Aaron Rodgers. You can't, are you really going to take on that salary? It's, you can't trade for backups because no one wants to trade their backups. Like, honestly, their biggest mistake was probably just letting Mike White go to the Dolphins. They probably should have just kept Mike White in there because that whole team loved him anyway. I was driving to the studio – to do Megan Perloff Monday, Wisconsin bike fed man was dancing in my head because I did it again. I did it again. I, I'm telling you, when I am a pedestrian, my brain thinks differently than when I'm a driver. When I'm a driver, I'm super aggressive. Uh, and even on the way there, I was I was on Capitol and I pulled out and I'm by the Shorewood High School. Don't even think that there's a kid biking in the in the lane. Okay, I, I don't even think about that. And and like there's a lot of accidents this time of the year. That's what the message is, is to prevent those accidents. I'm surprised actually there's not more. There's a lot of accidents that don't happen because pure luck or the pedestrian scrambles for their life. That's bad. So as you're driving, do remember that you need to slow down, look around, have your lights on, 
and be cautious of these pedestrians. People are biking. People are walking. People are commuting in other ways besides sitting in a giant vehicle, you know? There, there's other ways. And I'm just in a shitty little Hyundai. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not in one of these massive trucks to compensate for my small uh, driveway. I'm not in one of these massive trucks. I'm just, I'm just in a little Hyundai. Could still do a lot of damage. Wisconsin Bike Fed just wants you to remember to slow down, look around, keep your lights on. Check out more. WisconsinBikeFed.org. Good for that. I got an email from the Packers, the official Packers. I'm on their list still. And it said, oh, it scared the shit out of me. It said, Pro Football Hall of Famer Jerry Kramer. And that was it. That was I got the subject I didn't see. I thought he was dead. He's going to sign copies of Run to Win Tuesday at the Packers Pro Shop from 2 to 3.30. So if you are in the Green Bay area and want uh, Jerry Kramer autograph, he will sign a copy of Run to Win. He is alive and not dead. Got another Carl's Place voicemail. You know what? Earlier, I don't think that I ever mentioned happyplacehemp.com, promo code BART, 25% off. So uh, let me let me just tack on to this. And of course, you can get all that. Happy Place Hemp, promo code BART, 25% off. I set that there for Tim to edit in post. Here is a voicemail from Landmark following up on our Brewers Stadium discussion. What's going on, Bart? It's Landmark. I wanted to call and talk about this Brewers Stadium issue situation. Now, everybody is talking about this beer district stuff. Now, a question, and somebody may have already answered this question, but the question I have is, how much money are the Brewers making on parking? Because on their website, it says that they have more than 12,000 parking spots. And based on what they charge, which there are all the different levels for Cubs games and not Cubs games and whatever, these folks may be making more than $10 million on parking per season. So I can kind of see why they really wouldn't want to upset that little apple cart. But my bigger thing with the beer district thing is there is never really a time that you might just randomly end up at the ballpark unless you've intended to be there. That's the biggest difference between the beer district and the beer district. Because with the beer district, if you're in town for a conference, hey, you're there, right there. If you're in town for an Admirals game or a Marquette game or whatever you're here for, even if it's not the Bucks, it's right there. You can just stumble across it. Plus, there's a lot of accessibility downtown in terms of parking where you could park on Water Street. You could park at the museum. You could walk over if you have that capability. It's where there's not really that capability at a ballpark unless you specifically intend to be there so i would really like to hear folks plan for how are we actually going to do this i thought just the point that uh, dan made about the komatsu plant was interesting because that would at least put it closer to that west dallas west milwaukee-ish area where hey maybe you get some people who can come there and then you walk in like that would be good but other than that i, I just don't see it being super functional so, other thing I'll say is, nice Packers win yesterday. Obviously, there were lots of ups and downs, lots of stuff for them to work on. But, gives us content, right? That's really all we can ask for. Those are my thoughts that have been burning a hole in my pocket, so I wanted to get it out to you. Hope you're having a great day, y'all. Bye. Well, good voicemail, Landmark. 402-915-BART. Problem is, everything is more spread out than it needs to be. 
Chicago, Chicago was a disaster, and then there was a fire, and then they like were like, eh, let's build this better. I'm not saying we need a Milwaukee fire. We need things, we need to be able to pick things up and move them. The the whole area, the whole valley, the whole where these train tracks are. I mean, there's a lot of river space that we're just not utilizing. The the hospital being all the way in Tosa, it should be like closer to downtown. If we could have had, if we could take where like take where 25th Street is, and you can get Pato there, and then somehow from Pato to downtown, connect the have a hospital there, have the have the water used, have the stadium there, take down 794, have the down. Like if we could, if we could just take a pen and pen, like we could really make an amazing city. But everything got built in different areas, and now we're trying to all like connect them and say, let's do this, let's do that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see the beer district as being a feasible thing for a lot of the reasons you just said. Um, there is that nice area with Kelly's. <laughs> I wish that was closer somehow. You guys know the fourth base is just a pop fly away. I've told you that from the ballpark. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, there, there is a lot of parking. There's way too much. All, all I know is that there's too much parking. And like I told Dan Schaefer, even just take out a parking spot and make it a dog park. It's just, a, it's just, it's just too much. It's obnoxious. It's weird. So fucking much parking. Why? Stupid. So I would like when the Brewers have this wild card series next week, everybody better be tailgating. And another thing is they don't let you just sit there. People used to just go to the parking lot and tailgate and sit and listen on the radio. That's a nice way to spend an afternoon. You get the ballpark, you know, not going in. They don't let you do that anymore. That's lame too. I don't know, guys. I'm just trying to solve. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to solve every problem at once. All right. Uh, I did talk some college football with Barrett Sully. And I really enjoyed talking to him, too. So we'll wrap up with some college football. Um, this one is sort of tacked on. I don't know how everybody is uh, with college football. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Uh, I know that some of you don't care. Uh, and some only care when the Badgers are undefeated, as I was talking about with with Timmy. But we talked some good stuff. A lot of lamenting about the Pac-12. It is really a bummer about what's happening with the Pac-12. So I will play that, and then uh, the uh, the podcast will just end. Uh, that that will be about it. And then Tuesday will be live. Um, I'll have an mm-hmm, mm-hmm this week. Uh, the the live uh, the live portion. We might only be a YouTube only show that night. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Because I got to pack. I got to figure out. Okay. Maybe maybe we have too much. Maybe maybe I don't need to go live. Now we'll go live. I got to talk to you guys. We'll go live. All right. Let's talk some college football. And then you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday. I'm going to start with a Dion question, if you don't mind. I think that uh, this has been a fun, interesting ride. And I think that when Dion said... Afterwards, obviously Colorado lost, for those that are unaware. Uh, he says, now I know what we need, and now we know what we need. Do you think long-term, like, the whole part of this is I'm trying to figure out if he's there in five years. Does, does Dion want to be here and then jump to a bigger school? Does he want to jump to the pros? Because I think if he st- the, the best way for him to succeed 
is to really do this at Colorado, the first place they gave him a shot. But I just I don't know long term if that's the play. Well, I think honestly, after watching what he has done, not just really at, at Colorado, but Jackson State primarily, is that yeah, I mean he fits in college because he's embracing everything that a lot of coaches in college hate. Uh, not necessarily using them, but I mean it's a twenty four seven three sixty five job for college uh, head coaches, and it's doing a bunch of things that a lot of them don't like to do, like recruiting your own roster constantly and dealing with NIL and recruiting to restrict all that stuff. In the NFL, you just talk ball, right? Like that's all you do. Um, Deion would like that, obviously. He does like that. But I think he enjoys the other things as well. And on top of that, it seems like just throughout his his history post-football, he does enjoy, like, mentoring kids. So, uh, to me, he fits in college. As far as Colorado, you know, I think he'll definitely get some some interest from other schools if he does build it back to a point where it's competitive in what will be the Big 12. Uh, after that, after this year, um, because you know he is going, he is embracing and using the new rules to his advantage um, better than a lot of other schools. So, uh, if, if he builds Colorado back into a decent team, and by decent I mean six and six, which this year would be remarkable, um, then you know do it in the Big Twelve one more year, and and yeah, he might get some looks. Um, I think it depends on who the look, those looks are from, whether he stays at Colorado or not. But um, he, it's not just going to be one of those things where, hey, after one year of, you know, having Colorado discussed for a month of the season, first month of the season, hey, you're going to come lead Alabama. No, like that's not where he is right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that I should never do. Uh, I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna I'm gonna use politics as like an analogy. Um, and again, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying this from any partisan way. I'm just saying that it feels similar to when one Donald Trump started his campaign and he was doing things a different way. And then all these other candidates started to say, I need to emulate his way. And it seemed for some guys very like, what are you you doing? Like it just, it didn't fit them. (laughs) Like maybe it fit Donald Trump. And I think like with Dion, like, Okay, Dion is Dion, and he's doing things a certain way. And then uh, Dan Lanning trying to say we're not getting clicks when he's clearly getting clicks. Then Ryan Day going off about eighty-five-year-old Lou Holtz. Like now, it just seems like everybody's trying to copy Dion. And I, I just think that his impact in college football, in terms of it's like it's, it's a meteorite crashing into Earth. I don't think one man has really changed the landscape of things this quickly in a long time. Man, your Twitter mentions are going to get really ugly after mentioning Donald Trump. <laughs> For I <most> know. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there. He he uh, he retweeted me one time for stating something factually accurate about a football game. <laughs> I, oh no, I get it. Uh, um, but uh, no, I think it's actually a really fair comparison. You know, because right, he's Dion's sort of the unorthodox candidate. He's the guy that is gaining popularity, has gained popularity, brought brought um, new ideas to. Um, to the table different in a different way. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair. Um, and, and, and it's certainly not as divisive, uh, but, you know, inside the college football community from a fan base perspective, maybe he is. You know, I think a lot of the, the traditional college football fans are, are kind of put off by not necessarily him, but his success. Um, because I think the, the fact that, some, you know, parts of the population thought that they were going to be this massive, you know, this, this massive story that comes out and can 
Americans to buy all sorts of not what Colorado was. Now, I think what Saturday did, which I think is very important and is something that needs to be uh, that it really was a unifying experience for everything in Colorado because there are people like myself that didn't think they'd win more than three games all year. Um, and I'm floored that they got to three out of the first three weeks. And the fact that there are you know, maybe some other fans that popped in and thought, hey, eight, nine wins, Pac-12 contention. No, in reality, after what we've seen, six and six is the right number. Um, you know, that's a big improvement from a lot of us who thought, myself included, they'd be like a three-win team. And maybe brought back down the hype to, to reality a bit. So, um, you know, I think it's, uh, it, you know, it, the meteoric rise comes with an inevitable fall or at least a readjustment. So that's kind of why I think it's a pretty, a, a pretty good analogy. I w- thank you. Uh, I, I know it was. That's why I made it. Uh, Lee <laughs> joining us. I, I got bummed because I thought, you know, I'm thinking this Dan Lanning Dion thing, and I'm thinking Dan Dan Lanning had to like do something like that because. You know, it's going to be a well, recruiting. Oh, oh, oh. Let, me, let me, I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, Dan Lanning, that's Dan Lanning, right? Yeah. That's who he is. I mean, look, it's, and, and I, this, this idea that it was like this massive, you know, insult to everything Dion in Colorado and no, like that's, that's a pregame speech. It's Dan, every coach does them. They're, they're angry. They're, they're mad about everything. Like Kirby yeah. Smart motivated Kirby Smart motivated the Georgia Bulldogs last year because he said that someone somewhere said so he said that everybody thought that they'd go seven and five. It's like who on earth thought Georgia would go seven and five last year? Like every single pregame speech across the board is founded in half truths, exaggerations, or outright lies. Like every single one. There's not a, not one on earth that's ever been anything other than that. And that's all it was for Dan Lanning. I mean, if he's getting criticized for for that, then those people are insane, like utterly insane. Well, I, I think it's a great thing to tell your kids. I think having the cameras in there is a part of like, and, and what I want to say was, it's like you have to, I was getting excited for this recruiting bidding war that was going to go on with Oregon and, and Colorado, and maybe there's still some of that, but but yeah. what saddened me, what saddened me was that it's not Pac-12 rivals anymore. We just watched that game, and now they're in the Big Ten. Colorado's in the Big 12. The Pac-12 is having the greatest season they've had in decades, and it all is, it's all crashing down because they didn't, like, it was just wrong place, wrong time in this giant war between ESPN and Fox, and you're going to miss out on this 108-year conference just because these two networks are competing. I just, the, the better the Pac-12 is this year, like, the more sad I get. Well, yeah, it's, and I'll tell you what, conference power rankings are coming up tomorrow on CBSSports.com. That's what you call a tease in the radio ah. business. And, uh, and I wrote, finished writing them today, and uh, there will be some Pac-12 love, uh, just a little bit of Pac-12 love. But you're right, it is sad because, you know, all these, these Pac-12 teams that are going to, you know, say things to get, you know, on the national radar or whatever, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not going to have a chance to see Colorado or Dion respond for the most part. Um, because of the schedule changing. But, um, you know, I think what's interesting is that, it, you know, it, I said beforehand, before the season, that there are going to be a lot of coaches in the Pac-12 and everywhere that are run the score up on Dion, which is not a slight to Dion. It's just to make a statement to other to, to recruits. Hey, you know what? There, you heard the sizzle. You see the sizzle. We're the stake. Now, that's not necessarily – 
what I mean, Dion's trying to tell the same thing, right? But if you run the score up on Dion, then you can actually say it as fast, right? So I yeah. think a lot of coaches. And here's the thing about Dan Lanning, too. He stopped playing after halftime, right? Like, the game was like, he, he scored six points in the second half. He, that, he, they could have scored 80 if they wanted to that game. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. To, I'm interested to see what happens with USC and the rest of the, uh, the Pac-12 to, to see how they handle it because there are a lot of people in that conference that, that want to run the score up, not because it's Deion Sanders or they don't like the hype or whatever. It's that they, they feel like they have to to combat the way Dion has had success in the transfer portal, which, again, is totally fine. Yeah, it's all re- it's all recruiting. Uh, we should know that, and I think that some people – looking at, at what this is or you're getting mad over it's all, it's, it's all recruiting. I think that uh, this last weekend, Barrett Salise joining us here, CBS sports radio. I was on the, I was on, I was doing a shift Saturday. And one of the things that I kept saying was, I think there's the potential for a lot of these games Saturday that when you look back, when the college football playoff is determined, you can look back at this weekend and say that that might be, you know, where they got in or that might be where, where they got out. And I think Florida state has really set themselves up to, to a nice path to the, to the tournament. I still think Ohio state, I mean, we're so far out, but I think, I I think Michigan beats them by a lot right now. Um, What did this weekend tell for you in terms of like, as we're narrowing this thing down to the four for one last time? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that there, you know, there's a lot that happened Saturday left a lot of us, Thin margin for error for several teams. I mean, Clemson's out, and but you're right about Florida State. The fact that they got through Clemson, you know, broke a, a nine-game losing streak um, in Death Valley in a game that was, I mean, for Florida State, they were on the ropes several times, and and they got the job done. So that was huge for sure. Uh, Notre Dame has zero margin for error left. Now, with that said, they're going to have one of, if not the best loss in the country if they run the table. Right. Uh, so, but the margin for error is not there. Uh, I think for Oregon, you know, granted, I don't think the Colorado win's going to look very good when all is said and done, but the way they did it in the situation that they did it with all the hype and the national spotlight, that is going to resonate. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, and I, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why, but nobody's paying attention to the Pac 12 still. And you're right. It's so good. What about Utah? Like, why isn't anybody talking about Utah controlling UCLA from literally the first first snap of the game? Like, that can be huge, too. So, you're right. There's, there's a, lot, a lot went down. Alabama, you know, sort of getting through one of its biggest challenges in a time in which we thought they were reeling is huge. So, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say a lot of it, 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 like clarity on Saturday, but it's one of those weekends where you look back and once everything is, clear and the smoke dust has settled, it's going to be a weekend you point to and say, okay, that was one of the defining weekend college football playoff race. Hey, Barrett, appreciate your time. Uh, have a good few days uh, of whatever, you know, gearing up for week number five and hope to talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me.